On this week's episode of The Fizz, we discussed the Champagne Showcase and how it was a success at Clark Park this weekend. We talk about why we took a week off. We get into Steve Irwin for some reason. After that, we move into Pete Weber and some of the greatest sporting quotes from players we have ever heard. We talk a lot about the Detroit Red Wings before getting into basketball and then closing with a little over under. But before we get into all of that, I do want to tell you guys about our amazing sponsor, Vosa. If you don't know what Vosa is, Vosa is going to be the drink of spring and summertime, which are just around the corner, especially with this weather we've been having. Vosa is a vodka RTD, which means ready to drink beverage. They have two types of versions of Vosa. One is their Highline, which has a higher alcohol by volume, a little bit of carbonation, a little more sweetness to it. Uh, I prefer the vodka waters personally, no carbonation, nice, fresh, refreshing water taste to it. It is their vodka water beverage. They have a ton of flavors and they're coming out with more this summer. They're Michigan made. They're owned by Kate Upton. So you guys want to support Michigan. You want to support this show and you want to enjoy a great beverage this summer and spring. Go try Vosa. They just donated so many cans to the Champagne Showcase this weekend and people were eating them up. There are hardly any left. There was almost none that came back with me. They're a great drink. You're going to want to give them a shot. Vosa. Enjoy the finer things. But now, let's get into the fizz. Hello and welcome to episode 142 of the fizz. Thank you all for being here. We are remote today after a week off, but the boys are together. We're recording Ice Cold Brulu. Channy football. How we doing, boys? Omaha. Omaha. Riverboat Ron. Omaha. Had to audible to go remote today. Wanted to be in person. Schedule's getting a little wild postseason of football. But we're here. Lou, what's the word? Let's rock, baby. Red 7, Red 7, Red 7. Apparently the boys are just calling audibles at the line. We miss football, clearly. Um... But good to see you, fellas. Took a week off last week. Um, I was actually like feeling like dog shit. Uh, last week was definitely an uphill battle for your boy, but I uh, closed it out at the Champagne Showcase, which was a great success. I want to get into that in a minute here, but I want to talk about something that we haven't talked about, and it's not on the show sheet, and I'm just going to drop it on Chandler. But, dude, you got a, you got a dog, and we haven't talked about it like, at all i feel like you just got this dog i saw a few snaps and that's been it but dude tell us about the dog that's a big deal yeah it's been uh it's been a transition that's for sure um i'm not like uh i'm not like a uh natural dog guy i guess you would say but yeah, um, not a dog. We know that. no so it's uh it's been all right you know she walks around she's hyper but you know puppies sleep so much it's like it's it's not been too hard we're lucky she's potty trained somehow at 10 and a half weeks and she doesn't get up at night. So we've been pretty lucky with that. Um, and uh, she's doing good. She's already like 15 pounds or something, 10 and a half Damn. weeks old. So oh, she's going to be a unit. Young birdie. Yeah. Young birdie. It is, we don't know for sure because she's a rescue, but uh, Akane Corso 
is her one half. And then I think she's mixed as a shepherd, maybe a, a little lab in her. Um, she's cute. She's a cute little dog. Hell yeah. Adopt, don't shop guy. We got you. That's right. That's right. I shopped. Um, <laughs> shopped. <laughs> my dog, 100%. Um, yeah. But no, that's that's great, man. I just wanted to see how it was going. You know, got the pupper, you know, my dog guy. Wanted to see how, how, see how things <laughs> was going with Birdie. Yeah, she's all right. You know, not a natural dog guy like you guys here, but, uh, you know, it's been nice. What does that mean? What do you like? You don't love it? I mean, it's like, it's like a pain sometimes, you know, she's, but like, she's out there <laughs> other times, like she's great, dude. You know, I just, I never really had like a puppy growing up. We had one dog, but like, I didn't take care of it. So like, I'm getting used to like what comes along with a puppy and it's, it, you know what it is. It's just energy nipping, not listening, you know, not, uh, not the most fun stage, but everyone says it gets better in like two to three weeks here. That's pretty funny. You know, and you were saying, you know, I'm not a, or I'm a natural dog guy. I didn't grow up with a pet at all. I had nothing, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, well, you yeah. feel like one. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I'm, I don't Lou's know got I like wolves. Like, you ever see yeah. Lou's dogs? Like those I, things I mean, are absolute units. What were they, Pizzo? Like 110? Yeah, they were they were bigger golden retrievers. Some would say on the heavier set side. Um, <laughs> yeah, they eat well. They are they're awesome though. I love them. They're like fucking big tackling dummies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I got like a feral pig, and he rocks too. You know? <laughs> so, just curious how things were going. Um, you know, I think uh, maybe a few weeks when it stops nipping at you, starts listening. You know. You'll feel the love. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm hearing. That's what I'm hearing. So report any, back uh, soon. Any furniture or uh, anything like that destroyed yet? No. No, hasn't done that. But she's been on close watch, you know. it's, yeah, yeah. it's we're, we're only 10 days in. We still got the energy for it, you know. You probably start slipping around week 13 or 14, and then we're GG at that point. I don't even know what you just said. <laughs> I'm going to be real honest with you. <laughs> Good game right. at that point. Come on, Got Frank. It. Gamer Got lingo. It. Come on, man. My bad. Yeah. My, bad. My bad. You were making um, fun of Mike about Riverboat Ron. Now you do this. Yeah. More inside jokes for no one that gets them. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on. Champagne Showcase was this weekend. Again, in the notes, I see it was written as the classic. One day we will get people to stop calling it the Champagne Classic. It is the Champagne Showcase. Um, just busting balls. But uh, if you guys don't know, Champagne Showcase was this weekend. Four-team tournament at Clark Park in southwest Detroit. We were able to raise over $13,000 for the park there. More than double what we were able to do last year. More than the first two years combined. Um, and you know, we're only going up from here, but it was held from 6 PM to 10 PM. Uh, it was warm throughout the day. You know, the, the rink was kind of looking like a puddle, but, um, the staff over at, uh, Clark park, they know exactly what they're doing. They turned on the third compressor. Uh, they covered the ice to, uh, keep the sun off of it. And then, you know, right around 6 PM, that temperature dropped below 30 and then right around seven or eight, it got real cold. You know, it oh, yeah. to feel, it started to feel like 20, 15 degrees. <laughs> so if, uh, you know, we had we had great ice for the game. If you guys, uh, anybody listening out there was in attendance, if you gave money, time or energy, you know, we really appreciate you. I mean, we had so many sponsors help out uh, that I could go on forever. 
But, you know, one, some big ones I want to point out, obviously the, the four main teams in it, uh, you know, Boland Financial, Iris Mortgage, Ironfish Distillery. Those are the three teams that play Champagne Athletics in it. Uh, Men's League Sweater, big salute to you guys. Uh, they donated the jerseys this year, which is a huge expense we did not have to cover, which means even more donation went to the park. Um, Vosa dropped off like 250 cans of, uh, you know, their awesome Vosa beverages. Uh, and there, there's truly like so many donations and so many people that gave to this event. Uh, My Eye Doctor, Mully Box. Um, honestly, like there were so many, I, you know, I could go on and on, but I just wanted to say thank you for everybody who was there. Um, you know, to talk about gameplay, me and Lou were on a team together, Team Champagne, second year in a row that we've been on the same team together. Uh, Lou's second year in it, my third, obviously. Channy was there, microphone, interviewing, doing the bench interviews, uh, recapping the game, bundled up on the sideline, and then producer Mike, you know, our fearless camera guy, had us all mic'd up and uh, wired for sound. So we were all out there, and, uh, you know, we were really feeling good this year. We had a good roster. We thought Champagne was going to get their first win in their own fucking tournament um, and did not. We did not. We lost five to four after trailing five to nothing. Five to nothing. And I believe Pizzo is minus five. <laughs> That's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That was a fucking heartbreaker, dude. Too little, too late for uh, for the boys from Champagne. Just started off rough in the first. But, uh, yeah, no no excuses. Just didn't play like champions that day, as, uh, as those folks say there in Notre Dame, Frank, right? Yep, they do say that. And, uh, you know, second year in a row – um, or actually, wait, was it no first year? First year, we went down four to nothing to Iron Fish. Uh, same exact thing, and then in the third period, with like five minutes left, we buried three and pulled the goalie, almost scored, didn't tie it at the end. Almost exact same thing with this game versus Boland. Got down five nothing in the first two periods, and then with like I don't know, like 10 minutes left in the third. We turned it on, buried four, and I really thought we were going to score that fifth one. I mean, we were – We had a bunch of chances at the end there too, yeah. I, yeah. I did too. I definitely yeah. thought we were going to hammer one home. Fucking yeah. A. I know. <laughs> so. I mean, the ref I – was, I was talking to the ref halfway through the second. He's like, you got to fire your boys up. I think that was just it. Once you got the first one, you guys started riding. You had a lot of momentum. And, Frank, to your point – I think it was probably a minute 30 left. There was a bouncing puck in front of the net when you guys had, when you guys had a chance and someone just missed on it. Yeah, so that was, Frank. It, <laughs> <laughs> it, was that you, Frank? I don't think so. I don't think so either, but no, either way. No, I wasn't, I wasn't putting myself out there with a minute left. There was a lot better <laughs> players on the roster. I wasn't calling my own number. I wanted, to, I wanted to win. I don't need the pride. Either what happened? So Iris ended up just dummy showing everybody. Yeah, they ended up winning the tournament. Uh, they didn't give up a goal. They beat Iron Fish like 10 nothing. Iron Fish had like four guys come down with COVID or sickness or bailed last minute. And then uh, they ended up beating Bowling like 3 nothing. So Iris took it this year, uh, second year in a row that they've won. Um, but, you know, overall, great night, a lot of fun. Um, really going to grow it next year. I got an idea for how we're going to restructure it. Um, and I think it's going to be good, but, you know, I appreciate both of you coming out, bringing the ladies, showing the support. Um, 
Mike had us, Mike, our producer Mike had us mic'd up for the tournament, for the actual gameplay, yeah, that was which cool. was pretty cool. That was very Being cool. Being mic'd up was pretty sweet. Yeah. Dude, it was a lot of fun, and, and it was good. I, I, I hope we got some clips of Jerry in there uh, for everyone not, to see not. Jerry, but he had some good one-liners. I think I, was, I think I got some on the mic for him. Yeah, no, it was pretty good. I mean, overall, you know, I still haven't won a game. I didn't score a goal. Pizzo went minus five. You know, and Jerry was like on an edible. And like he, he, was, he was like in the penalty box and he kept trying to talk shit to me. And I, I truly couldn't hear him. And I think he thought I was like messing with him. Like he was trying to fuck with me. And I was just, I would just be like, I, I can't hear anything you're saying. And, um, I don't think he believed me, but I really couldn't hear him. But his eyes were going different directions at that point. So <laughs> yeah, he know, was feeling pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I, I heard, I'm pretty sure he was just like he was supposed to be in charge of the merch table. I don't think he watched it for more than two minutes, and when he did, he was just giving free merch away. <laughs> so, that was like the whole story there. Just scan the you Venmo know. code and uh, and just send it over and just grab whatever <laughs> you want. Yeah, I mean that's 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 what I think happened, but. <laughs> You know, spread the word if you were there, if you had a good time. Uh, next year, again, like I said, we're going to make this thing bigger. We had the food trucks going, the hot dog stand. Uh, raffle was raffle was a good time. Beers everywhere, Vosas, you know. Just Shout out Diamond Dogs, wasn't it? Yeah, Diamond, oh, Dogs. Yeah, Diamond Dogs. Diamond Dogs, shout them out. And you know what, Frank? I, it was cool. I've never been to Clark Park before. Yeah. What, a, what a cool little park. We actually drove all the way around it to find a parking spot. And I, I never know it was there, but... I mean, raising 13000 to keep that going and just bring awareness for other people to get involved with it. What a cool park, even outside of the ice arena, which is obviously in, you know uh, a really cool feature. But it's, it's a nice little mini city park, and I, I don't think you see many of those around here. Yeah, I mean, it's got the baseball fields there, softball yep. fields, like big playground, like area to walk, do picnics, a gazebo. Uh, it's, you know, the bridge is right in the background, which, right. is, which is really cool. 100%. Right. Um, and I, I'm pretty sure uh, that there used to be eight outdoor rinks in Detroit with like lights and stuff. And now that's the only one. So, really? Yeah. So, you know, obviously we want to try to do everything we can to try to support it. And, and anyone who lives in that neighborhood can, can skate for free. Um, Love that. So, yeah, so it's a good way to bring access to the game of hockey and all of that. But that was it. That was it for the year. Obviously, we had a 60-degree day today, um, you know, Tuesday, February 27th, hottest Michigan day, like, in our history for this early in the year. So uh, we were lucky to get get her in right at the end of the year here, and they're uh, they're done with skating for the year. So we were the, we were the last hurrah. Oh, no shit. Salute to them. Great, great timing. Yeah. Salute yeah. to them. Yeah. Well, good event, Frank. Kudos to you. Kudos to you guys for putting it on and, and for a great cause. And like you said, bigger, better next year. And I'm already excited for it. So congrats with that. Lou, I know you had something, right? Our boy Steve Irwin. Oh, buddy boy Steve. Yes, dude. The the absolute legend. One of the first original like TV animal guy. Like now you see a bunch of these guys. His son is probably the next in line for the juggernaut. But uh, <laughs> I mean, his son is, his son is like goaded already. Oh dude. Animal rocks. TV personality juggernaut list. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, think about Big Steve Irwin would have been with like TikTok and Instagram. Oh my God, you are know? you kidding? He would have had multi-million yeah. followers, like stupid yeah. amount. Um, his son literally sounds exactly like him. First of all, it's you know say our our RIPs to Steve Irwin, the legend, the jug, um, all the above. The jug. Yeah, absolute juggernaut. The, jug. um, the guy was literally like kissing alligators on the mouth before it was cool. You know, so yeah. you got to think about that type of stuff. He was manhandling pythons like he was fucking cranking one off at midnight. <laughs> what a compliment. Is that, yeah, I think that's a compliment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was handling pythons. <laughs> so what, so what, why did you bring him up? I know you told me to put him on the show sheet. Like what's the, what was the relevance? Or were you just thinking about Steve Irwin? Nothing, dude. I just love the guy. I wanted to make sure he got his kudos. And whenever we can, you know, have that opportunity to talk about him, we, we bring his, his, his story to light and, and make sure it never dies and uh, continue to honor his name and, and pass it through to, uh, to his son, Stevie Jr. Next in line to be a juggernaut. When did he pass? Was it today? Um, honestly, I don't even know. You don't know. You just wanted to like. I was confused. I was a little confused. I why Chandler was like, "Yeah, Lou about the Steve Irwin." I'm like, "Jug." Yeah, I mean, he died September fourth, two thousand six. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, I'm all for it. I love Steve Irwin. I just thought maybe it was like the anniversary or like even within six months of the anniversary, but no, yeah. Died at 44 years old. Um, you know, he was in the area filming uh, Ocean's Deadliest. Yeah. Took and, uh, Stingray, got him. Stingray got him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's fucking crazy, dude. Isn't that wild though? Like you went out doing what you love, like, that, that's like one of the, I, I hate to say better ways, but like at least he was doing what he loved. 100%. And, the, yeah. and honestly, the crazier thing is like getting killed by a stingray after all like the animals that this guy was dealing with. Like a stingray, like it had the, the, the needle on the stingray's tail like literally had to pierce him perfectly in the heart for that to happen. It's just fucking crazy to think about. And this guy's like rolling around with alligators and tigers and. 20 foot pythons and a fucking stingray gets them, you know, it's like, God damn it. According to the, um, Washington post, it's, it stabbed him hundreds of times. Oh, really? Hundred. Yeah. Holy damn. shit. Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't either. No, I, thought it was I don't a think anybody man. did. I guess this is why we do this. This you is know? why we do this uh, and think we brought got... it up. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Why was this brought up? We don't know. Chance I don't know. I thought I thought I talked to Lou about it the other day at his simulator, and then I guess I didn't, and I just put <laughs> it on show sheet. Another question is why yeah. wouldn't we bring this up? To be honest with yeah, you, yeah, you're right. I'm being a prick. That's true. I'm yeah. being a prick. I'm being a prick. That is yeah, true. No, yeah, we take one week off and we go remote, and this is what happens. <laughs> Um, Missy Steve, yeah, love speaking you. of that, no, I wanted to tell you guys this. So, oh, Wings just scored. Valeno. All right, 3-1 Wings. Hell yeah. Um, I wanted to uh, actually talk about, like, missing last week. So, 
you know, we normally go up to St. Ignis, you know, that weekend right after St. Valentine's Day. And uh, this year there was no ice up at St. Ignis, so it got canceled. We were pretty bummed about that. Uh, normally we go up up north, play in the Labatt Blue Pond Hockey Championships right out on the bay there. Got canceled. Um, but I decided to have all the boys, you know, downtown go out, have a night. Boy, did we ever get banged up. So, you know, I start the week, a little bit of a hangover, you know, not feeling too well. Hangover clears, I'm fine. But then I'm just feeling like sick because we were playing that that drinking game baseball. You guys ever play that one? The game rocks. You never I don't think I have. No. no, I don't think so. The only one I've He's played is the smoking one. What's that? <laughs> like when you got like, all right, let's say us five are sitting in a circle and there's a joint going around. I hit the joint and I have to hold in my smoke until the joint comes back to me. And then you Ooh, yeah. it baseball? Out. Baseball, yeah. I didn't know that. Uh, dude, the drinking game is the most fun. I, I'm surprised you guys never played, but you really need like – to be focused. But basically what it is, it's like we had four on four. It's like beer pong set up, but there's three cup, four cups and a stoplight on each side, right? And like you throw the ball, the front cup is a single, the second cup's a double, triple, home run. All right. So say I'm up, I'm leading off. I go, I throw, I throw a single on your side, Pizzo. Someone from your team has to drink that front cup like with like flip cup amount of beer in it, you know, okay. take, drink it put it back, fill it up. But then now I'm on base. Okay. So I go to the side of the table and there's a flip cup there. And if I want to steal second, I can do a flip cup against the catcher on your team. Who's watching me. And whoever wins the flip cup can like throw me out at second or I stole the base. And the way you're out is if you completely miss the cups, if you like airball uh, completely, like you're out. Even if you just hit the table, you're out. If you hit the cups and it like hits the floor, it's a strike. You get three okay. of those, obviously. And then if you hit the cups and they catch it, that's an out as well. So that's just kind okay. of a quick way to explain it. But like you do it that way, and like you throw cups, people are going and going, and you're drinking, refilling, drinking, refilling. Um, so I think you know we all shared a hundred cups that day, and that's probably why I felt like absolute <laughs> shit. So possible. I'm feeling like shit that week, and then Thursday comes around, and we have league night. Uh, for hockey. So I go play in my hockey game, you guys, and I come down on a two on one. I'm going like 110 miles an hour, like fast as I can go. Guy slides the puck over to me. I bang the one timer. I get good wood on this thing for the first time in my life. Goalie gets the, the stick over, goes off the top of the fucking knob. I don't score. Then to add insult to injury or injury to insult, if you will, I catch my back leg and I go fucking head and neck first into the boards at like 300 miles an hour. Like the ref thought I died. Everyone on the ice thought I died. I thought I died. And uh, I was like a dead family guy. Like picture like family guy when he falls down the stairs. That was my body on the ice. And the ref's like fucking calling over to the bench. He's like waving people over like we got a trainer or a doctor on the team. We got nobody over there. I don't even know who he's waving at. Like the boys are like thinking of having to call an ambulance. And the ref's like, stay down, stay down. They thought I was, like, paralyzed. Damn. Uh, yeah. Damn. And then, like, I thought I, like, broke my fucking thumb. Just absolute Thursday night beer league, washed up guy, going way too hard, flies into the boards and almost dies. So I got up from that just fine. I mean, I had a sore neck. My thumbs bruised to all shit. I thought I broke it, but it's actually fine. Um, everything ended up being okay. But, like, 
I was like dragging ass moving into the showcase on Friday. Everything's fine Friday. We play, but then like Saturday, I just thought like a bus hit me. Just thought like an absolute bus hit me on fr- on Saturday morning. Damn. Well, it could have been that we were the out and uh, on Bagley till about two o'clock in the morning, <laughs> sucking down drinks too. <laughs> I didn't say, yeah, I, I wasn't saying that had nothing to do with it. That didn't, that didn't help either. A little bit of fireball at the end of the night. The more you know. That's it. Yeah, seriously. The seriously. more you know. Well, what what I will say is this: there is. And an age relevant or a time relevant memory that I do want to bring up. So this one is fact checked. Unlike Steve Irwin passing away, this one is fact checked. This happened 12 years ago yesterday, February 26th. If you've been on Twitter the last day and a half, you've seen it. Who do you think you are? I am. Maybe one of the best sound clips in history. Pete Weber, a bowler totally losing his skull after hitting a strike to win the match. So thoughts on that. And then I kind of want to talk about some of the most famous sports quotes and or pressers of all time. Well, thoughts on, uh, what's his fucking name? Pete Weber. Pete Weber. Weber, Yeah. Very funny about that is like, I didn't see it. Like I saw that when it happened. Like I saw that moment when it happened, it happened to be, on TV at my wife's college apartment, my now wife's college apartment. I was there. It was on. In the, it was on, and like it was just on in the background. And we were like, "What the fuck did we just see?" Um, so I just think that clip, like living in infamy forever. Like I did not see that on a replay. I did not find that on the internet. Like I watched that happen on TV when it <laughs> happened and I, I was fucking mind blown. And it's crazy that it's like, I remember the, where I was during that moment. Um, and I think it's just funny that it's blown up into this huge internet clip, like 12 years later still. Yeah. I mean, Chandler, we always like joked around with like the Pete Weber stuff in college. He, he was an absolute fucking down river rat. And uh, you know that he just, <laughs> Jesus <laughs> man, he was, look at the guy, dude. He, he yeah, played I mean, the part. He did, yeah, he played the part perfectly. His opponents hated him. He's like the guy on the hockey team that like fucking hacks the shit out of you. Does a bunch of like litty, like little shitty, fucking annoying stuff. But when he's on your team, you love him. You know, when you're rooting him in, you love him. When you got the other bowler, you fucking hate him. He's a bowler. <laughs> <laughs> Do you even know another bowler <laughs> who plays like a physical game of? Bowling. Pete you don't know Pete Weber, dude. He's out there. I guess I don't. Yeah, he's uh he's gritty in the background at the bars. He burns out his cigarette ashes on people. Um he's been seen doing Is he a, do you know anything about him or are you just kind of like, you know, talking out of my ass? What do you think, of- Frank? What do you <laughs> think, man? I don't I don't know shit about bowling. I only like I couldn't name another bowler, Chandler, since you asked. Pete Weber's the only one I could name. Same. I I only got one more, but other than that, I don't know any. I mean, dude, the best bowlers and most well known are fictional characters yeah. from Kingpin. Yeah, Kingpin. Yeah, I mean that's all. I don't know fucking. I don't know shit about Pete Weber. Just kept that quote, and I saw it happen. That's all I got. So now that now that we like, you looked up a picture, did you not? Just right now, Frank, I'm of Pete Weber. Weber. 
those what are those airsoft gu- glasses that he's wearing? It's looks that looks like when you're shooting airsoft guns at each other, you put those on like the safety goggles. Yeah, it really does. It looks like the safety, like he's about to circle saw something. <laughs> um, I, I got a picture of him here with Ludacris. I, I mean, see that guy, one. That quote, like, had to change his whole life. I mean, he's truly the only bowler I know in the world. Who do you, you know? think you are? I am is the exact are, quote. That's right. Which, like, I don't even know if it makes sense, but it like seems to make sense. Like, who you think you are? That's who. That's who I am. <laughs> what a chirp. Just get inside the mind of your opponent. <laughs> Especially when you're rooting for those other bowlers, those damn other bowlers that you're rooting for. I'm pretty sure so, he's had some other like pretty memorable quotes after winning too. Like that wasn't the only one, but that's the one that like really stuck out for him, right? I mean, he's always been like a shit talker, I think. Okay, yeah. He grew he grew up in Missouri, um, and he's the son of bowling superstar dick weber <laughs> so this guy comes from like a bowling royalty like, yeah royalty would you say they're the mannings of bowling they the might webbers need, they might need some more though weber and his father dick were the first father and son combination to ever both earn a title on the pba tour wow damn, damn that but is, since then it's crazy. been matched four times not that crazy okay that's kind of wild, actually. <laughs> they were the first, then it happened four more times. What happened to people naming their kid Dick? Like, that was such a common name back in the, like, 70s and 60s. And, like, it's a great name. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be a penis reference all the time. Like, it's a, it's a good American name. Like, people should start naming their kids Dick again. Do you think people named him Dick, or do you think they called him Dick because they're Richard? No, I think that they – I want, like, not Richard, not the actual name. It should just be, hey, Dick, you know? <laughs> I mean, would you name what? your kid Dick? Not yeah. me personally, no, but, like, I would like other people to start doing that. <laughs> uh, guys, so Dick Weber is, is Richard, naturally. Like, no one's right. named Dick. Uh, <laughs> hey. But – his he's Richard Anthony Weber, so his initials he's wrong. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh man, Dick Weber. Weber. Trying to see if there's anything more. Oh, here we go. Oh wow, you scroll down on uh, Pete Weber's Wikipedia here, and the dude the controversy section is like <laughs> seven paragraphs long. Let's just start with, let's just read a little one here. By the early 1980s, Weber has has established himself as one of the best bowlers in the world, but his lifestyle saw numerous long binges of alcohol and cocaine use. That makes I'm not sense. making this up. That makes sense. Yeah. In 1985, Sports Illustrated uh, reported Weber admitted to spending a four-week stretch on tour in a complete blackout. Staying up for days on end with cocaine and drinking a fat a fifth of Jack Daniels every night. Pete estimated he blew through about $150,000 between 1982 and 1984 on cocaine, alcohol, and gambling. He once bragged about hitting the lanes one evening and scoring in the high 200s after spending the day drinking full-strength Long Island iced tea. He entered rehab in March of 1984, ending with what his famous father called eight years of hell. Though Weber says he never used cocaine again, he is open about the fact that he continued to struggle with alcohol and addiction throughout his life. 
Wow. Um, that sounds like what we would have thought he might have been is like a joke, but then he actually like was that. He was like He was that dude, huh? He's the bowling cowboy. He's a bowling cowboy. You know what? Sometimes wow. you can like ju- a- judge a book by its cover. <laughs> that sounds like a Will Ferrell movie, man. Dude, I'm surprised. Have they made like a documentary or any type of like uh, movie about him? I don't I think don't so. I feel like that would be a no-brainer. Here we go. Put, Let's, here, here's the video. He um, was like Johnny Football before Johnny Football. Yeah, of bowling. Yes. The video footage of Weber's reaction to his win went viral on the internet, and he made the top 10 on ESPN Sports Nation 101 celebration fails. Who do you think you are? I am. Ended up on t-shirts. Who do you think you're... Weber later explained he intended to say, who do you think you are rooting against? Who do you think you are rooting against me? I'm the man in this tournament. That's what he said he meant to say. (laughs) I can relate to that, actually. I've done that. (laughs) Yeah, we know. Said a third of the words. (laughs) I I felt that, Pete. I felt that, Pete. I really like what he went with more. Like, who do you think you are? That's who I am. Oh, man. This is great. Who knew? Who knew about Pete Weber? Yeah. Uh, so, after, take, after taking time to cool down, Weber was humble in his post-interview. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, pretty good stuff, man. Pete. Yeah, that's – yeah, he's, and he's got, like, hella titles and shit. I mean, the guy can – the guy can fucking – guy could roll the rock. Can, what do you call it, him? Roll the marble? Yeah, I don't it, know what you call him. Yeah. So why I brought him up was – that was obviously one of the most famous sound clips of all time, one of the most viral clips of all time. We've seen a lot of good pressers, a lot of good post-game interviews. So that's one of my favorites. I just wanted to ask you guys, what's one of, what are a couple of your favorite uh, memorable press conference moments and or post-game moments? Um, I'll start off. One of my favorites, and uh, I, we used to say this shit all the time, Channy, in high school – or not high school, at, at MSU, the Dennis Green, Arizona coach won when they played the Bears, and he was in the press conference after, and he's like, they are who we thought they were. They are who we thought they were, and we let them off the hook. <laughs> he says it about 100 times in that, in that press conference, too, it's, and he just slowly builds up more and more. Uh, yeah. That one. That one's an all-timer for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in, in this vein of, like, angry, grumpy old men in, like, interviews, um, I really liked, and I had to honestly look up uh, who said it, uh, when Mike Gundy says, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm 40. Yeah. Um, that one's just all time for me. Like, him just so caught up in his emotions. Like, the best evidence he can provide is his, is his own age. Like, just yeah. going – full tilt to defend his own players saying I'm a man I'm 40 yes um that one's an all-timer and he's wearing like a visor his hair is going crazy it's just he looks nuts he looks nuts. yeah he that I would thought of that one first Frank too and then I thought of this one Allen Iverson practice like that's got to be one of the most memorable ones like I I just read the backstory on it when I was researching today that might have been the reason the Pistons got Larry Brown because they were bitching about that shit, and they kept Iverson and let Larry Brown go. So 
Little backstory to connect it to Detroit. That may be one of the reasons they got rid of Larry Brown. And he was bitching about not going to practice. Like, who? what coach wouldn't be pissed about that? Yeah, it's not showing up for work. <laughs> yeah. um, Kirk Cousins, you like that, is Lo- absolutely up there for me. I mean, that was so unlike Kirk Cousins, like, you know, that we've ever seen. Obviously, we had him at... Michigan State, and he was, you know, he's Christian guy, pretty reserved, like not saying anything too out of line. And I mean, none of us, we all love Kirk. I mean, you can tell me if I'm wrong, but like, I don't think any of us really thought he'd have this kind of NFL career that he's had in his life. And that was kind of the beginning of like the Kirk takeover, I feel like. Did you see his recent post? No. So he just posted, I want to say today, or it was definitely this week. But he's at the dentist's office, and his dentist is behind him. He's got a full gold grill in, and he goes, "They don't accept Cole's cash, but they do. But if you're looking for the best dentist in town, call Doctor Whatever. I know JJ would approve." And he's like, "Peacing with the full gold grill." Get Come on, I here. swear to God, yeah. Him, look with, it up the on ne- him with the necklaces on and shit is like so good. I mean, I love Kirk forever, obviously, but like those are so funny. So like the you like that to me. It, like to the owner of the team he plays for is just like, hell yeah, Kirk. Yeah. I I had that one. And then the Pizzo, we always say this one, quit asking when oh. Nick Saban said, I'm not going to answer that. <laughs> so quit asking when he said that to the girl who ran on the field. That one was funny. And then what just to break, ask, is something about quarterbacks yeah. or are we going to see a different quarterback or who's going to be the starter next week? I love that as a reaction gift. Yeah, like when people use that, you know, like you know, it's like, oh, when someone asks me if I'm gonna, you know, have another beer, like, you know, I'm not gonna answer that. So quit asking. (laughs) That that one's that one's funny, and then a more local one that, like, I don't think we think of it as a press conference moment. Maybe we do, but it's just become such a movement as the Dan Campbell kneecaps. Like that is an all time looking back on it. Like that's how they play. But the quote is, we're going to kick you in the teeth. And when you punch us back, we're going to smile at you. And when you knock us down, we're going to get, we're going to get up. And on the way, we're going to bite a kneecap off. (laughs) That was the press conference quote. I think for me, I think the, the, uh, the one ass cheek and three toes, three toes, one ass cheek, whatever the fuck it was. That one, I think that one for me is is uh, that one top topped it for me. Yeah, I will beat your ass. I will beat your ass. <laughs> <laughs> that one is good, um, dude. And honestly, there is not, a, uh, go ahead, Frank. Uh, no, go ahead. You're talking about Campbell. No, I was actually gonna, I was gonna go in a different direction. Do you have a Campbell one? No. So. He's not a he's a sports commentator, but I actually looked up a I saw a clip of this where he says it like 15 times in like all different segments of his show, but Stephen A. Smith, when he goes, stay off the weed. <laughs> <laughs> that one is really funny too. Oh. The um so my I have like one I have one more, and it's a hidden gem that like no one knows about. It's like the most hidden gem clip i'm waiting for the perfect time to post it but uh i'm pretty sure it's after the wings win the cup in 98 
Uh, I can't confirm that, but I'm pretty sure it's the 98 season at least. Um, and they ask, they ask like Iserman, like what's his secret to staying young or how does he stay energetic or like, how does he do it essentially is what they ask him. And it's Steve Iserman. Like we've all heard him talk and he goes, huh, I don't know, Viagra. And it's just, it's just an absolute fucking gold clip from a guy who is pretty reserved, pretty like straight and narrow with his answers to just like drop a Viag, drop a fucking dick joke on local reporters in Detroit. <laughs> uh, so that one is like always near and dear to my heart. And every time I see it, I like don't believe it exists. I think it's AI. Yeah, that's that. I never even seen it. No, one I mean has. that you you might well you might have to well maybe you might not want to drop it now, but that's like a gem. I don't think I've ever no, I've never heard of that before. That not even not seen it. Never even heard someone bring that up. Hope I can still find it on the internet, but yeah, I, I think I've posted it like back in the day. But it's yeah, he just goes, he just makes a real quick like. I think it's after the '98 Cup. They're like, you know, how do you do it? How do you stay youthful? How do you stay in the game? And he's just like Viagra, and then like <laughs> busts out laughing. Dude, I saw. So when we were when we were looking up, uh, I was kind of like looking around for for some of them, and uh, one of the better ones that that I came across. So you remember when Randy Moss was on the Vikings and he like fake mooned the crowd after he scored a touchdown and yeah, he got so like he, cries. Yeah. He got fined 10 grand for that. And they like, they caught him in the parking lot when he was pulling out of the game. I watched the clip earlier. I was fucking dying. He goes, they were asking him like, Oh Randy, what are you going to do about the 10,000? Blah, blah, blah. What do you think about this? He goes, I don't write checks. I'm straight cash, homie. What's 10 <laughs> grand to me. That ain't shit. Next time I might shake my dick at the camera. <laughs> no way! I didn't know he said all that at the end, dude. It was so good. That Come one on, <laughs> dude, that is legendary. all time, man. Yeah, that is all time. A lot of good quotes, but I still think the Pete Weber might be the like the new era most most famous GIF quote social media you know thing that you can use revolutionized bowling that's right it it has, it's never been the same yeah no yeah we we know so much about it since then yes <laughs> yeah all right should we move on frank red wings yeah. yeah my god uh you know we are just in the uh this is hockey season you know every year february you know usually we're up at saint ignis champagne showcase is going my league's playing hockey and now it's actually nice to have the wings just in the heart of a playoff hunt right now. Um, the energy you're feeling with the wings, you know, the Lions energy is is pretty going to be tough to match just because obviously it's the NFL and the Lions haven't won in forever. But the wings are just cooking with gas. Actually, they just got scored on. But uh, they're up 4-2 to two right now on the caps. Uh, you know, if they can hold on to this lead, which they're pretty good on holding on to leads going into the third period, uh, they – we'll have won six in a row. And since the start of the new year, I don't know what their record is, but it's it's like a top three in the NHL. Uh, they're finally winning games with Patrick Kane. And the Chicago Blackhawks game on Sunday was, in my opinion, like the most electric finish to a Detroit Red Wings game that we've had in fuck, I don't know what, Lou, eight years? Yeah. I mean, it you was. Couldn't, you couldn't write was, it better. You couldn't. No. No, Chelios retirement night at the United Center. Chelly gives Kane the shout out. It's Kane's first time 
back in the building where he's won MVP awards, Stanley Cup awards. He's been the face of that franchise for, you know, for the last, I don't know, 10 plus years. He goes back, returns, goal, assist, game winner, sudden death, overtime winner in overtime. I mean, I went fucking berserk. I was screaming, oh my God. And like, I had chills and that was out of body fucking cool hockey moment. And it's been so long since we've had one of those just absolute jaw dropping. Oh my God moments uh, for the Red Wings that it was just, it was so awesome. Yeah. And it was so cool to see him do his, his signature Sally back at home in the wings Jersey fucking pushes Wallman off of him Like you fucking gritty over there, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) He did kind of shove Walman in the locker for that Sally, I felt like. And he just, he like, he pushes him out of the way and then just turns to the crowd and starts screaming Showtime. His own nickname, Showtime! Hell yeah. Showtime! <laughs> Dude, that was so cool. The Wings played like absolute dog shit that entire game. Should have lost. Debrinket banks one in off the back of fucking Mrazek, of all people. Um, that was also kind of funny that Mrazek was their goalie. Yeah, right. Full circle. Um, two octopus hit the ice. Um, just an electric scene at the United Center. And I'm pretty sure like half the uh, Blackhawks fans were cheering, giving an ovation for him on the game winner. Yeah. Um, Dude, has but, it, so speaking of yeah. the octopus, I feel like there's been an octopus on the ice the last six games, like home or away. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about – yeah, I mean, the home ones for sure. And away we had we had one in Calgary, we had one in um Seattle. Yep. And then and then we had one at home versus Colorado. And uh St. Louis. St. Louis St. Louis. Mm-hmm. And then we had two on the ice in Chicago. So that's five. Wow. Yeah. That's quite the streak for not even being in the playoffs right now. For real. It's well, it's I mean, yeah. It's the, everyone's feeling it. You know what I mean? Oh, the, what I can contribute to this conversation um, is they are on pace right now. I looked at it before today's game. They are on pace for 99 points. How wild is that? Frank, We you were feeling pretty confident before the year at what? You said 92? You were, you were in the low 94, okay. And yeah. I thought that, you know, hey, that would be a great year. We all agreed on it. They're on pace for almost triple-digit points right now. And a reminder, 93 made it last year in the eight slot. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's they're, they're absolutely cooking with gas. and uh, They just scored again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, I'm on a delay. The Wings did? Comfort. Yeah. Shorthanded? Hang on. I'm on a delay, so they must have done it shorthanded. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Oh, is it Comfort? Yeah. All right, hold on. I'm going to watch it. This is good radio. Came across the middle. Watching a delay on an iPad. (laughs) Dude, I mean, they're stomping them. Like, the Capitals have 12 shots on that. Yeah, it's not even close right now. No. This is just... Man, I'm on a real delay, huh? Yeah, you must be. I just saw that. I I was going to say, me too. The period's got to be over for you guys. Here we go. Here we go. Oh! Oh, Cop and Comfer. The same player... Oh, top titty. C squared. Five, two. Dude, that's awesome. Dude, this is so fun. So Fucking fun. A. This Dude. is so electric. And like, aside from the Debrinket Kane, like absolute show out, like these lines that we just watched score here, our fourth line sprung with that like 
fucking gymnast snipe last night after he was getting tripped and like doing the Superman. Those lines have been yes. playing incredible for us. Um, him, Fabry, I think Fisher's on that line too. Like, dude, they're generating shots. They're not like a fourth line out there just killing time for the ones and twos to get legs back. Yeah, and I, yeah, dude, and I feel like it's top to bottom, like, like kind of like you said. Um, um, obviously, Alex, Alex Lyons started this year as the third stringer. He's taken over the net as the starter. But dude, James Reimer in his like last three, four spot starts, he has been pretty good. lights out. I agree. He saved us in that Chicago game. Um, the game before that, he won the Toronto game with only two goals against. Um, I think he got he got a little beat up versus Dallas, but I also think he got put in late in that game. And then, like, he has two shutouts on the year too. So, like, James Reimer has been like a very solid fill in. And right now I'm looking for – here it is. Okay, dude. So I found this list and I put this together because uh, Chandler, you know, oh, Frank, is, is Steve Eiserman on the, on the hot seat, do you think? Like asking me that <laughs> dumb bullshit every week. Um, Integrity. You know, just, to like, just to like be a troll. Like think of that gif of the redhead like like doing that face. That was, Journalistic Integrity. Chandler. You're welcome, yeah. Frank. Yeah. So Objectivity. Yeah, I'll give you something to object. So <laughs> I got. So are the. So let me make. Let me see if this is straight here, Lou. Tell me if I'm wrong. New players: Debrinket, Sprung, Gostaspare, Comfer, Kane, Petrie, Fisher, Hull, and Clean Costin. Those are all oh. new guys this year, right? Did you say Sprung? Because he's new too, right? Yes, I said Sprung. Second okay. Guy then, I said. Yeah. All right. So. I, I just felt like this number was huge, but like the new guys, points wise, combined for 227 points this year. Damn. Cat's got 52, Sprong's got 37. Unless I like did some math wrong here, I thought the number seemed huge. Let's see 52, 37 for Sprong. Ghost has 36 plus two tonight. He's got two goals. Comper's got 34. Kane's at 28. What a fucking wagon. Petrie's at 17. Fisher's got set 14. Hall, who's probably going to get traded or cut, has five. Costin has four. That's 229 with the two goals from Ghost tonight. Wow. Damn. And I just That's a lot of about, production. Yeah. Shut up, Chandler. So then <laughs> I said um, fucking Lion, the third string goalie, which is also a new guy, has taken over as our starter. And Reimer, also a new guy, spot filled with two shutouts and just beat Chicago last week. These are Iserman's guys that have filled these slots that have brought us into playoff contention this year. Plus, we have the fountain of youth waiting in the wings um, in Grand Rapids. Anyone, and I'm not saying you did, Chandler, I know you're just fucking with me, but anyone who doubted this Iser plan or truly thought this guy was ever on a hot seat is, a, is just, you're just... I don't know what you're watching. I don't know what you're thinking. And I don't know who you think you're dealing with. You're dealing with one of the greatest hockey minds in the world, and he's running his home team ship right now. And we're seeing some of that finally pay off, and it fucking rocks. He literally left a fucking team that competes for the Stanley Cup every year before he got to enjoy it and built that whole thing from the ground up. Like, what? It makes no sense. And he took over the worst the worst roster and contract situation in the entire NHL, like right. bar none. It was, it was dog shit. So 
this has been pretty fun. It's been pretty sweet to sit back and watch, uh, you know, every move that Iserman's made, you know, look, look pretty good and still know that we have still have a ton of draft picks and we still have like sub 21 year old guys that are going to be the future of this organization as well. For sure. If, so, hey, go ahead, Chandler. No, as you say, just built to succeed for a, a long time. And the difference between the Red Wings, I guess the Lions, you can lump into this this uh, category now too, but Detroit Red Wings are a destination. Every other sport, ah, they want the big market. They want the big payroll, et cetera, et cetera. Here, the Red Wings are a premier franchise and not like other Detroit sports teams. The top players in their respective sport, hockey, want to come to a storied franchise like Detroit. Just think of what's going to continue to happen. You know, you're going to have young guys, Frank, like you said, come up. You're not going to have to pay them. No. That's what I mean. And, like, I just feel like, um, like, I just, it's such a weapon to have Iserman on the other side of the phone. Like, imagine getting that phone call. And, like, you're a young guy who grew up watching him or you're a free agent that knows who Steve Iserman is. And, like, you go into the building, you see his name up there. He's, he's holding the cup. And it's, I mean, it's fucking, this is a top five hockey player of all time. And I just, you know, what's a million dollars like when you got like some analytical GM, you know, somewhere else saying, come play for me. And then you got Steve Eiserman like, well, this is the number I'm going to give you. If you want to be a part of this, you know, you can take a little less. Like I just having him in that office is, is such a weapon. It's such yeah. a sales tactic. For sure. And as much as we all love the Joe, like having a brand new state of the art facility with all this stuff to offer as well, only, only helps us, you know, and, and I love LCI. I think it's a great, I think it's a great venue and, and that only, you know, just brings in the charge more for, for recruiting. Yeah, without a doubt. And, and uh, you know, I mean, and then you got guys like Patrick Kane, like, you know, people wanted him to be washed up so bad, especially when they found out he was coming to Detroit. They wanted Iserman to be so wrong. It's like Iserman was never going to make that signing unless he had 27 doctors right off on it, watched Kane work out, did the work. And now you have full glowing recommendation about the Detroit Red Wings from, from Patrick Kane, which just goes even further for recruiting. The national NHL media around the wings again is like so awesome and so fun to see. It is, dude. They're getting... That St. Louis game was probably the best game I've watched them play, like, from the first oh to the God. third, like, nonstop, four goals in the first period, just came out ripping. I mean, P.K. Subban, Mark Messier, all those guys on TNT were absolutely humming the fucking Detroit Red Wings after that. Dude, like, how awesome was it? Like, that game reminded me of, like, when we used to watch games in, like, 02 or even, like, 08, when, like, you'd just be like – all right, good team, bad team. Let's just shove them in a fucking locker and get out of here. And they like dummied them. Yep. And being on the national audience that game, like obviously we like the local games more, but for for that, was it noon? Yeah. Yeah, noon it was game. like a one o'clock Saturday. Yeah. Th to start off the day, like that was awesome. Yep. God, I love it, man. That it's rock. so it's so. To be honest, this I saw is today, eerily, uh, eerily similar to the 2019 St. Louis Blues Stanley Cup W. You know what I mean? Ooh. Hot goalie Ooh. rolling in, and and we wow. and on the skill side of things, we got a much better team skill wise than that team did. I will say I was watching last night the Boston Seattle game. May have may have thrown some late night action on it. Um, oh, you weren't just enjoying the game. 
<laughs> By the way, dude, I had the biggest rookie move ever last night. Such a rookie move. Seattle took the lead with like five minutes left, up three to two, and I live bet Boston at like plus five hundred. Um, it was like or like plus four fifty. It was like twenty five to win one thirty or something like that. And uh, Boston tied it, and I just like did not hedge the bet, and Seattle ended up winning. Like I don't I don't know what went wrong in my brain, but it was like the easiest thing to ever hedge you could ever hedge and I just didn't do it. And I was like, I'm embarrassed to tell the boys about this. Here we are. Yeah. Uh, last note about the wings. I saw a stat that if, so the wings have, I think 24 games left, maybe including today. If, if they go an even 500, they have a 97% chance to make the playoffs. I mean, it would be devastating at this point. If you didn't make the playoffs, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So. Yeah. If the Red Wings win just half of their games, which means going 12-12, and 12, they have a 97% chance of winning the playoffs or making the playoffs. Let's ride, baby. Let's get there. But what I was going to say about Boston, my bad, is they're just really physical. They're super physical, and that's just like the one thing I'm a little worried about is like, you know, I don't know if we have – we need some stinky guys to like mix her up and beat them up and, you know, push some guys around and – because that physicality jumps a different octave when you're in the uh, it's the pilafs, baby. When you're in the lofts. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, a team that's not right, – do we have anything else on the wings? I could go forever, but no, we're good. <laughs> just love them right now. They're just like – they're just exciting. <laughs> gave, gave away uh, three cane jerseys today. That was very exciting, by the that way. Was wild. Talk about that. Yeah. that was wild. Hit the That was wild. Yeah, the wings play terrible. So if anybody didn't see on the Instagram, get, was giving away three Wings jerseys for the Chicago Blackhawks game, or giving away three Kane jerseys uh, for the Wings at Blackhawks. Said assist, a goal, win. I'll give away a jersey for each one of them that happens. There was like five minutes left in the game. I was like, cool giveaway. I'm going to give away zero jerseys. Like nothing's going to happen. Kane gets lucky, gets that assist on Debrinket's garbage goal, and then obviously bangs home the winner, and it was just like boom, 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 all three. <laughs> Hell that was yeah. like two, like almost almost two thousand people entered that. Hell yeah, great! When you were doing the Thanks. wheel, you like couldn't decipher anything, any names, I anything. Even see a name. <laughs> Dude, so I copy and pasted all the names in there, and the whole web the website crashed. I had to like do it in sections. <laughs> too many people. Oh man, that's it's hilarious. Be tough to top that on the next giveaway. Yeah. Yep. Chandler, you good over there? <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I'm plugging my phone in right now because it's got 10% left. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Oh. thought yeah, you were yeah, tapping into so. the motherboard. No, no, not tapping into the motherboard. But um, touching on it just real quick, MSU basketball, gut-wrenching loss to the, the Buckeyes this weekend. Three-pointer at the end of the game. Xavier Booker comes out hot. Tommy Boy sits him for the last 10 minutes. He's a freshman. He can't play. So on a 1 to 10, I know last year I freaked out. I said Izzo was done, and then he went on to a sweet 16 run. But um, for you guys, 1 to 10, how nervous are you about the Spartans this year? Nervous as in, like, how far we're going to go in the tournament or make the tournament? How far we're going to go in the tournament. We're going to make the tournament regardless. 
Yeah. Are we? Yeah. Yeah, we're going to make the tournament. Okay. Honestly, like, all I've watched this year, like, every time I watch MSU, like, they're dog shit. Like, we talked about this. Like, Did I... you watch them Sunday? Mm-hmm. Yep. Damn it, dude. I watched, yeah. Dude, I watched them versus Iowa. And oh, I the Iowa game was fucking Ohio pitiful. State. Yeah. And they, <laughs> and, they, and they charged back in that one. I'm, I swear to God, you guys, like, I don't think I've watched them win. Uh, I've watched, like, maybe six games this year, and they've all been, like, horrific losses. Um. I couldn't believe Tyson Walker missed a free throw at the end of the game, too. The one and one, or the yeah, the two free throws at the end. Yeah, that was wild. I'm getting nervous. I mean, it's it's year after year after year now. <laughs> it's not like we've been to a Final Four recently. I mean, it, it, is this what we're becoming? Is this what the program's becoming? I mean, that's a that's a very fair question. I don't know if we're there yet, but you got to start at least thinking that, right? Our big men suck. We have zero poppers. We're, we're lucky to see the Sweet 16. Like, lucky. We will be lucky to get there. Part of me is just always like, I, we, I felt like we said this last year too. Like, I know we looked a little better, but like, I just, I don't know, man. Something, it's, <laughs> you guys two weeks ago were chanting, January, February, Izzo, like didn't let me be a part of it, but um, you guys were like <laughs> doing that. So I don't know. It's like we go get three wins in the Big Ten tourney, and like, are we doing that again? Probably. I just we're probably yeah. back. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, I just, I'll just stop watching, and you know, hopefully we we can get back into the thick of things. Even even like the games we're winning though, like we just we're not we're not a good team, and. From being preseason ranked, what were we, three or four? Like, yeah, this is fucking not as bad, but worse, like almost as bad as Middle Tennessee loss in the first round with fucking a juggernaut squad with Denzel Valentine and all those guys. Like, this team is fucking bad, dude. It's an all-time flop. An all-time flop. Preseason top five. They haven't been in the top 25 since November. Preseason top five. They're so inconsistent outside of Tyson Walker and like Malik Hall has been playing, playing pretty well. Like everyone else is fucking hot one day and sucks ass six days after that. <laughs> That's the analysis you're going to get here. <laughs> I mean, That's all I got. I mean, I have, that's better than what I got. If I see Maddie like, out there, I'm going to fucking gouge my eye out. <laughs> I have seen a lot of Maddie slander. Oh my god, he fucking blows. He's, he's, <laughs> he's not good. He's not good whatsoever. MSU hoops, how about him? Yeah, come on down. <laughs> uh, didn't the Pistons have like a controversial loss? I didn't see it or even look it up. Yeah, something. Oh, uh, they missed the call at the end of the game. Monty Williams got pissed. Why I I think it. You know, I was going to bring it up as like, I hear people calling into the radio and like they're actually mad that the Pistons lost the game. It's like, are you guys in that same boat? Like, obviously not with the Pistons, but let's say the Tigers were terrible and they lose the game, they get fucked over on in September. Are you guys pissed or are you just like, who gives a shit? Like, better draft position at that point. No, I'd be pissed. You'd be pissed? I mean, I'd be like, it, you know, there's levels of pissedness. Yeah, yeah. 
But when you get screwed, you'd be pissed, Chandler. The Tigers get screwed on a call, you'd be motherfucking everything in sight. <laughs> like I, you know, um, you know, the Wings have you know stunk forever. The Lions, the Lions have fucking stunk forever and got screwed on calls, and I was you know we're pissed about it. Like I don't know, you're still rooting for your team, and um, you, you know, I mean, there's levels of pissedness, but like I would, I would be pissed. I think. If I yeah. gave a shit about the team, but I this I have no like no love for this Pistons team currently. I don't watch them at all. I couldn't call myself a fan. Yeah, I'm with you. I I barely watched any of it. I the only reason I, I saw that on ESPN this morning and they were talking about it where they were in New York and they missed the call and then like the officiating from the NBA chimed in and said they should have made the call, but. I'm not calling into 97-1 the next day, like, bitching <laughs> about it. <laughs> You're not doing that? No. You weren't one of the callers this morning? No. If I was calling no. in, it wasn't going to be about that. <laughs> That's all I got. All right. Let's jump into over-under. Jerry sent him over here. Appreciate you, Jerry. Jerry, thanks for all the hard work with the Champagne Showcase. Um, you know, you gobbled up that uh, that edible and started giving away free merch. That was, <laughs> that was good of you. Um, so let's get her going. Lou, we'll start with you. Number one. Actually, we're going to start with me now that I fucking read it. Um, number one, not winning a game at your own showcase. I'm going to take this one. Um, very overrated. It's not fun to host the Champagne Showcase three years in a row and have a record of 0-3. Um, I, there's not much to say. I got to turn the tide around on this thing. It's fucking embarrassing. It's my tournament. I haven't won a game. Um, overrated sucks. No excuses. It's all on, it's all on me. I'll go, I'll go next. I'm going to say underrated. We're out there to raise money. We're out there to have fun. It's not about competition. So just let the results stay where it needs to stay and be okay with it. (laughs) I hated that. Hated that. Lou. I'm with you, brother. Overrated. This is my second year, and uh, and I wanted to get this one for the for the boys and the, and the fans of, of Champagne, bro. We owe it to them. We owe it to ourselves. We owe it to the city. We owe it to Clark, Clark Park correlation. <laughs> okay? <laughs> yeah, I know. And you got to feel extra bad going dash five. <laughs> I was even funny, bro. Number two. Number two. Ice cold brew, Lou. Espresso martinis, over or underrated? Underrated. Those rock. Um, great dr- shout out, Iris Mortgage, for bringing that stand out and having that. Those were fucking phenomenal there. Um, I actually, when I was in Mexico, I started doing them with tequila too. So if you want to switch it up from vodka, put tequila in there. Both still hit the same. Uh, fantastic. I love espresso martinis. Underrated. Wow. Look at that. It's a great. Uh, that's a great substitute there. Underrated. Great for dessert. Yeah, underrated. They rock. I, I think, you know, the only reason they would be overrated is just because they're like truly a national phenomenon right now. I feel like everyone loves them. Yeah, it's but like I, the I, I don't cool care how popular. Do. Yeah, they are really good. If you get a bad one, that you know they really stink. But that kind of goes with everything. But yeah, the tequila ones are pretty good. I definitely like vodka more, but the tequila ones are surprisingly pretty good. It's weird how that works out somehow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Underrated. Uh, number three, I don't know what this is. Chandler, Wendy's surge pricing. 
Wendy's surge pricing. Oh, I, I saw this. They're they're going to be raising burger prices during lunchtime. So like during hot hours, they're changing the pricing on the menu. Wow. So that to me is overrated. Um, and I hope I'm saying this correctly, but why would you do that? Why would you gouge people? Because I, I don't understand that. I'm just going to get more creative and go at off times then. I'm not going to go to surge pricing. Take an early lunch or a late lunch now. Overrated. Yeah, I'll just say it's overrated because, like, what the what the fuck is that? Like, just <laughs> you just have a price, and then if you need to change the price, then change the price and keep it at that price. Don't, like, flex it up and down throughout the day, <laughs> especially for fast food. That's supposed to be, like, the most accessible food in the country. Uh people are like relying on that price. When I was in college, we lived down the street from that McDonald's, my Lord. Uh, and I would get a McChicken, a McDouble and a small fry. And it would be three eleven on the dot every single time. And if it was more than that, I was fucked. I was fucked. I had $3 and 11 cents every time I went up there. All right. So if I could walk in and I saw surge pricing, I lose my mind. College Frank would lose his mind at surge pricing. Overrated. That's bullshit. Wendy's. I'm with you boys. And it's like, how much are you raising the price? Like adding a dollar onto it? Like, are you guys fucking hurting that bad at Wendy's? Fuck you. It's not the stock market. Yeah, right. Overrated. <laughs> Wendy's. It's the fucking one. Give me a spicy chicken sandwich. Number four. I don't know who's up. Um, Sh Shane Gillis. Shane Gillis. I don't watch too much of his stuff. Um, but what I have watched, I think he's a pretty funny guy. Um, looks like he ripped up SNL pretty good when he went on there. Um, so I'm going to say Shane Gillis is underrated. Lou, is it you or me? I think it's me. I fucking love yeah. Shane Gillis, dude. He's, uh, he's my guy right now. I think he is hilarious. If you haven't watched his Netflix special yet, I think it's called like like War Dogs or something Dogs. It's fucking hilarious. Must watch. Um, I was actually looking at getting tickets. He's coming to Saginaw, the Dow Center. It's sold out the whole Friday show. So they added a Saturday show um, in April. He's coming. But I think he's fucking hilarious. He's bringing back like the old like Dave Chappelle type comedy. Um, so I think it's great. I love him. Fucking super underrated. Yeah, Shane Gillis is underrated. I didn't know who he was till I watched that Netflix special you're talking about, Lou. Uh, it's called Beautiful Dogs. Beautiful Dogs, um, there it is. And it's based off something that Trump said uh, back in the day. And, like, you got to just – I never heard of Shane Gillis until I watched his stand-up, and it was phenomenal. I laughed so hard. He does the funniest Trump impression he does, I've dude. ever heard. Of all the impressions, <laughs> like, all the good ones, his is the GOAT. Um, I watched uh, pretty much all of the Saturday Night Live that he was on as well. Uh, have you guys seen that? Did you guys watch that? I watched it. Yeah. yeah. The uh, the Limu Emu skit is just so top tier. Like I laughed so hard at that. You know the the fucking Limus like shooting people and like scratching serial numbers <laughs> off the of guns. Um, it is so funny. That one was was so good. And then also the the Trump shoes skit was hilarious as well. Yeah. Um, I thought the rock bottom one was pretty funny too, where you can bet on your oh, friend. Yeah. <laughs> that one was yes. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. We could relate to that one. <laughs> yes. Um, dude. And like the thing I like about his Trump stuff is like, he's like making fun of him indirectly the entire time. It's so fucking good. 
It's hilarious. And he, the way he sounds like him is just so funny to me. I agree. Um, all right. And last on the list, pit bulls. Pit bulls. I don't know who's up. I'm just going to go. Uh, pit bulls are underrated. I love pit bulls. Uh, they get a bad rep because a lot of them are raised wrong or in bad environments. But, you know, no such thing as uh, bad dogs, just bad owners. So if you get a pit bull, you raise it right. They can be great dogs. I love the look of them. They'll protect you. They can be lovers too. I love pit bulls. Defend them forever. Underrated. I'll go with oh, underrated man. as well. Uh, pit bulls, nothing wrong with them. Never had a bad encounter with them. So underrated. Yep, I'm with you, boys. And if you remember the dog snake draft, I believe Channy had the American pit bull as his number one pick. Um, so oh, wow, what yeah, a, what a call. Yeah, so can't forget that Channy, big pit bull guy. Uh, I like him dog too. Dog guy. <laughs> he's hey, he's coming around, Frank. Yeah, he might love his dog next. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, underrated. I like pit bulls too. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right, boys. Well, I appreciate you being, uh, you know, flexible, getting on here late night, doing it remote. Obviously, we'd rather do it in person, but everyone listening, you know, we appreciate you coming back, listening for more. Everyone who helped with the Champagne Showcase, who follows on socials, uh, you guys are the best. And this summer, we're going to have a lot of new content for you guys. We're going to be dicking around quite a bit. Uh, should be some good stuff out there. We're going to branch out a little bit, and it'll be a lot of fun. So appreciate you listening to episode 142. You know, stay safe, and we'll see you guys next week. Have a good week, everybody. Peace. See you.